Hello, hello. It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to chat with Ayana Lee over Zoom video. Ayana was born into a very, very musical household. Ayana's mom is a 17-time platinum songwriter. Her uncle is David Ruffin of The Temptations. Her grandfather was the famed American soul singer Jimmy Ruffin, so she's got music in her blood. She was born and raised in London, ended up moving to Los Angeles at 15 years old. She talks about how she got into music, obviously through her mom, but she started recording and singing songs, writing music at a very, very, very early age. She was touring with her mom, opening up for her at five, six years old. We talk about her move to Los Angeles and dive real deep into her new record, which is called Wednesday's Child Side A. She breaks down the songs and she gets super vulnerable on this record, real heavy subject matter. And her mom was actually able to co-write the record with her and engineer her vocals, which is amazing. You can watch our interview with Ayana Lee on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd love it if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. It would mean the world. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Ayana Lee. This is all about you and your journey in music, and congratulations on the record that came out today. Thank you so much. It's been a long time coming. You know how yeah. it is when you're putting things together and you're just waiting for it to come out. So it really does feel like I gave birth. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the project's called Wednesday's Child, and let me tell you what it feels like. That motherfucker was birthed. Oh, shit, can I, can I swear or no swear? Of course, you can say whatever you oh want. Oh, my goodness. It's my day today. Everyone's letting me swear. Amazing. Of course. Thank why? You. Why would we censor you? I mean, come on. Oh, okay, okay. I took that to heart. Thank you, man. Thank you. <laughs> of course, my pleasure. Um, yeah. Well, congratulations on the record. I, I want to talk about the record, but I also want to hear your mm-hmm. your journey into this whole uh, music industry. And, and I know you've oh, had some music in your family, <laughs> so I don't know if we can touch on that a little bit. But... Oh my god! Of course. So yeah, first well, off, yeah. I was yeah, just gonna. Ahead. I'm wondering where you're born and raised. Uh, I was born and raised in London, England, which sucks because I don't have no accent. So I can't even like be cool in America because I know everyone <laughs> out here loves a British accent. So I got myself fucked up, right? Because I don't. How did that happen? I don't know how it happened, but what, when I was eight years old, I, I guess I watched too much Hannah Montana. I don't know what happened, but I just uh, lost because oh. I went from hello, mate, what are we doing? To hello, mate, what are we doing? <laughs> like, I don't know why it just switched from that to that. But um, yeah, born and raised in London, England. Um, I was born to a 17 times platinum singer songwriter, single mom. You know, there was music always, you know, around the house. You know, there was such a musicality that I was uh, I was raised with. And, you know, again, just having musicians come in and out of the house and just getting different genres from R&B to pop to just rock to everything. I was raised around that. And then David Buffin from The Temptations is my uncle and Jimmy Ruffin is my grandfather. So I was just... I was like, out ready for the music, man. <laughs> I was like, there was no going back. I was birthed and I was like, okay, like we're ready to do it. So yeah. I like that though. Cause some kids I've, I've had this conversation with people before, like mm-hmm. their kids aren't interested. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, which is okay too, which is okay too. But I think you have to naturally be gravitated towards the music. I don't think, you know, cause I feel like a lot of musical families, right. I feel like they do force a lot of kids to get 
into the business and do the same mm-hmm. thing. But again, like for me, I was the one who, you know, wanted to be in the studio and was inspired constantly by the work my mom was doing with all these, you know, incredible, just, just, just top notch, incredible musicians. And she really taught me the importance of lyrics and songwriting and, and, and musicality and melodies. And again, like I was just so inspired growing up. And I think even having the Motown kind of background in the family, it just kind of gave me this, um, um, freedom to explore uh, different genres and not be afraid of, of bringing different sounds and different rhythms to, you know, music that, 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 that's in this project right now. I feel like mm-hmm. we have such a great variety that, that doesn't necessarily, um, it's not necessarily caged by genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, for sure. I, I completely agree. I love the record. I had a chance to hear Thank it. You. A little advanced version of it, but then I, I was listening Ooh. to it earlier today as well on uh, on Spotify. So it's it's a it's a killer record. Um, real quick on the I'm I'm still curious on this London accent the the accent Ooh. thing. Do you do you do you use the slang at least like growing up, or was it just like you know people would say loads? You got loads yeah. of blah blah. blah. I mean I'm just and I'm totally like stereotyping, but no. I, I'm curious. <laughs> no. no. You know what? I mean, look, I my Twitter handle is Ayana Lee in it. So like, you know, it's still, but we're still a bit British at heart. You know what I mean? I right. put on the accent, right? Um, <laughs> but, it, you know, no, I, I think, you know, I have a lot of um, the mannerisms and maybe um, values, British values, like, you know, a different, pers- you know what I'm going to say, a different perspective on um just just different cultures in general there were so many different cultures i was raised with and just uh, such an incredible diversity in england mm-hmm. of of people of foods of fashion you know i was really blessed to be able to be in an area where i got to experience so much of that culture and then i think you know moving from london to los angeles at 15 it gave me again going into los angeles it gave me already being born and raised in london it, it, it it gave me that foundation of not falling into the Hollywood trap. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which, um, again, that solid foundation, I think just as a person is so important. And, you know, again, I was raised by my single mom, big shout out to the single moms, single people out there. No, not the single people. I mean, shout out to single people too, because shit, I'm single too, but uh, <laughs> single parents, shit. Um, you know, shout out to single parents, but, uh, you know, big time up to my mom because, you know, I really got to experience, again, that diversity and not only culture, but music. So it gave me, you know, a wider range of, of musicality and also perspective on music, because I feel like these days and just in general, people try to box you into a certain category or a box or you're supposed to fit in, in here, um, but not go there. So, you know, again, just having that variety gave me an open space to be able to explore um, what I wanted to do as an artist. Mm-hmm. Were you traveling back to the States quite a bit with, with uh, your mom being a songwriter? Like, or were you work or was she mainly working in London? Mm-hmm. Nah, she was, she, she, she mainly worked in Europe period, but we did a okay. lot of, um, there was a lot of Zooms and a lot of like over the, over the phone, like Celine Dion uh-huh. had called her and be like, thank you providing me a song and like she has so many incredible experiences like even just from being overseas you know what i mean um mm-hmm. people calling her and being like yo you brought this incredible record like thank you so much um but so so you know it, it, it i think what happened with being in london is we got to a point where we felt like you know again i wanted to chase my dreams to the fullest and she mm-hmm. really supported me throughout that, that time and again you know we moved to los angeles and we lost 
you know, we went broke being in Los Angeles, you know, which one of my songs is called Rich Kids. And it literally says like, I'm broke in a city full of rich kids. So, you know, traveling from London to Los Angeles and then moving to Los Angeles um, was really, really hard. And it's really hard when you're from, you know, not just another state or city, but in a, from a different country. It's like learning from ground zero again. So I think it's very, um, uh, it's very, it's just the cultures are very different. But again, going sure. back to, you know, her, you know, she, she did a lot of work over Zoom and, you know, thank God for the internet. You know what I mean? That we can even do this now. Right, so, I know, yeah. it's insane. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, okay. So very early age, obviously you're totally immersed with, with music. Are you going to the studio? Like, do you remember your first time, like vividly noticing a studio or like at two or three? I mean, I don't know. I can't think back far that, that far <laughs> in my life, but I don't know if you have those memories. Man. Yeah. You know what? Weirdly enough, I, I remember like going into the studio, like, because the thing is, is my mom had a, a home studio. So that was in oh, the living cool. room constantly. So I would just walk in and I'd be like, I think it's my turn. I think it's my turn, mommy. Like, let me get on the mic. Like, um, so, you know, you know, I'm grateful because she allowed me to actually to, to actually sing and do, do some shit at like two years old. And as a baby, like I got to experience it. She gave me the opportunity to, to, to get on the mic and, and do that. And then again, you know, she was doing tours throughout Europe and I joined her on tour and you know, it kind of went from her being the main act and me opening. And then I became the main act as a cute little like chubby kid, like singing and performing. And she was the opening act because people were like, damn, that kid is is doing something. I don't know what she's doing, but she's doing something. So, you know, I mean, I was singing my ass at five years old. I'm not going to I'm not going to even cap. You know, there's a six year old video. There's a video of me at six years old singing. Listen, I mean, the passion alone. I got to hand it to myself. The passion alone really took it there. So, you know, shout out to six year old me. Shout out to her for taking me on tour. Um, and yeah, no, great experiences as a child and very vivid memories and videos. So, yeah, I mean, look, I've always been gravitated to the studio and Get, getting the music done so here we wow, are you're touring that early on that's incredible Ooh. yeah five, I'm, it's I'm five excited. six years old wow yeah, i'm excited to do it again because shit like i know there's been a pandemic and everything and it's it's really, so i've heard yeah it's been so <laughs> right i know right it's crazy right? Um, <laughs> news man um but but yeah it's been a pandemic you know and um, it's just been hard for, I think, a lot of artists to not be able to perform and mm -hmm. do what they love to do in person. But at the same time, you know, to flip it on the other side, I think it's, a, it's been a great time for, again, songwriters to sit and, and really um, dive in deep into what they want to talk about and what, what they want to explore. Even, again, just as a person, apart from just being the artist, you know, I think there's a big thing of <clears throat> establishing who you are as a person before anything else, because that that's that's that reflects into your music. I feel I feel like it reflects mm -hmm. into your music. And just being honest, um, I think is the the most uh, vital thing you could do. You know, I don't think it's about chasing or or copying anybody or trying to to you know. Um, you might, for example, like I feel like even for me. A lot of people are like, what do you listen to? But the variety is crazy. Like we got rock, we got R&B, we got pop, you know? So, so I feel like when, 
when again we're in the studio creating music we're we're just creating just not even thinking of genre we're just creating a body of work and really digging deep again into what i want to say as a person as an artist just as a being mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah no i i completely agree with you and even well looking back at six five six year old you and and doing these tours and just kind of being all like always in that space yeah. like were you were you singing songs that your mom had written or like what were you performing at that time Ucha, from from i was writing at a really early age so you were, I would okay write, yeah i was i would write these little songs man and i would do like these these like I did Twinkle Twinkle Little Star with like a, a hip hop beat under it. <laughs> I was doing my own remixes, man, before they were a thing, you know? So, um, you know, I would do stuff like that. Um, I would cover a lot of songs. Like I would do a lot of Beyonce, a lot of Mariah, um, you know, a lot of just big, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, damn, I was choosing a lot of heavy singers, Christina right. Aguilera. I was going to say, I'm like, big, damn, the, the six-year-old girl. <laughs> Taking on like the hardest songs. Yeah, I'm like, she was brave, isn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, just those, you know, Christina Aguilera, you know, Hurt, doing those kinds of songs and Listen, Beyonce and, you know, Emotions, Mariah, like, we, you know, um, I think doing that at, at an early age really helped me be fearless now. You know what I mean? Like doing, mm -hmm. getting all those experiences out at an early age really makes me, um, just as an artist and creator, feel confident even to fail. Because I feel like so a lot of people are afraid to fail, but I think it's an opportunity to grow and to learn, not to be cheesy or anything. But there's no, there's, there's no real failure in this life. There's, there's only lessons for real. That's a, that's a powerful statement. I mean, because a lot of people are too afraid to release their song or too afraid yeah. to get on stage. And yeah. once you get over that hurdle, it's, it's a totally different world. I would imagine. Yeah, exactly. And again, like a lot of people are like, man, I just want to be a songwriter. I want to be a singer. I want to be this or that, but just, I think it gets to a point where you just, just do it. Like you, you are that like embody it, like walk and, and talk and, and, and breathe and write like a songwriter. Just do it. Just get out there and, and start writing songs. And guess what? A million might be shit, but you're going to get one at some point. Shit, you might get one at one point that's going to start to sound good. And, you know, again, you know, whether that's um, something more even experimental that you might think, you know, other people won't like where this isn't commercial enough, explore that because you might be setting the next trend. So I think, again, just, you know, getting and, and diving deep into um, who you are, even just lyrically what you want to say and, you know, musically what, how you want to express yourself, you just embody that to the fullest and start presenting yourself as that, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think a lot of people have problems with, and I, I still do to this day. I mean, I did radio for 15 years and I've been doing wow. this for a long time and you kind of get that imposter syndrome. Like what, if somebody asks you like, what do you do? And you're like, I'm a songwriter and you don't have like some catalog <laughs> yeah. of, you know, yeah hits or whatever it's kind of like a, a thing where i don't know it's it's something that you're like trying to i don't i don't know i feel like you're almost trying to over explain it or like I, yeah I, i'm a songwriter mm. but like it's an identity you have to kind of embrace well i mean it can it can be daunting but you have to remember at the same time like these days like it, it just takes one session it takes one song to be that that next come to be on that come up you know what i mean mm -hmm. so i mean i've known songwriters who 
have years they they haven't had a catalog right they haven't had that that oh my god i work with da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. but all of a sudden one day they just happen to be in the right session happen to be in that right situation to where now they've got this one hit with with this guy or this person or now they're writing for justin now they're writing for sweetie now they're writing for out of nowhere so to me it's like again embodying that attracting that in your life it's not about a catalog it's just about putting in the work it is a lot of you know talking and putting yourself out there at the same time you, i mean you know you can have the work but if you're not putting yourself out there and in those situations it's it's hard to expose it but again sure. like we're in such an internet world we're in such a world where and don't get me wrong like algorithms and all of that on tiktok and, and instagram and everything else it's really hard right because it's such an abundance of content now but mm -hmm. at the same time i think the only way to do it is again get out there write with other people see how that is collaborate you know get out there on the internet i'm sure there's you know a lot of songwriting pages and a lot of things and um um, you know, different things that you can really um, get into group groups, uh, you know, um, th there's just so, so there's such a um, bigger opportunity, I think, for songwriters, right? Just a mm -hmm. bigger opportunity um, to really get immersed in that world. So again, like, I don't think it should be daunting for anybody because everyone has to start somewhere. Everyone right. has to start somewhere. Yeah, it's, exactly. You're exactly right. And yeah. uh, I'm and with the technology nowadays, I mean, it's, it's exactly. more, you know, it's easier to kind of record a record. You don't have to put up $15,000 to record a song or, you know, you can kind of get your feet wet mm -hmm. with your laptop and a out. USB mic or laptop. something. Um, You're good. And like, there's beats on YouTube. Like a lot of people start just by writing you on YouTube beats. Like it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Like just, just do it however you need to do it. But you know what I mean? So there's no judgment in anybody's process, but just, you know, I think it comes to a point where you just got to do it. And that, 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 mm -hmm. well, that's, that, that, that's all there is to do, you know? Sure. Yeah. Completely agree. Well, I want to talk to you about getting into Los Angeles at 15. So you, you come to Los Angeles at 15. Is it because your mom's career mm -hmm. took her there or took you guys there? Or no, I mean, it, it, it was, I felt like, I mean, we both felt like it was just time to get out out of London and really explore the, the opportunities in, in Los Angeles because it is, I mean, it is Hollywood. It is, it's, it is the entertainment capital of, of the literal world. So, sure. you know, again, the opportunity, um, the opportunity presented themselves. I mean, let, don't get me wrong. At, at first, it was a lot of bullshit. I'm not going to fucking cap you right now. There was a lot of fucking bullshit, a lot of fake people. Um, but I think, you know, at some point, <laughs> a lot of bullshit, at some point, you know, you start to be able to navigate yourself and you start to really identify um, what person, what people are which, what, you know, who are the fake people who are kind of giving you the real deal on things. And then it did get to a point that now, I mean, I'm grateful to be working with LA Reed and, you know, everyone um, that, that's on this project. It's just, it, 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 you know, there's that, that, there's that kind of opportunity that I don't think we would have gotten in London. So I think we just reached, you know, the roof in, in that, in that situation, just being mm -hmm. in, in London. So I think it was time to come out and, but don't, don't get me wrong. It's really fucking hard. And, you know, again, we went broke being in Los Angeles, lost our child, my child at home. And oh, wow. my mom sacrificed absolutely everything. And it was devastating. And, uh, still makes me proud today. Let me tell you. I can't imagine. Um, but, yeah. But, but, wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, but again, like putting it into the music and, you know, we, 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 we all kind of honed into that and we created Rich Kids, which is just about, again, being broke in a city full of rich kids, you know, the, 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 the again, like, coke on the counter like the things that i've actually witnessed with my own eyes people doing and kind of you know so many people got so lost in it lost in that city you can lose who you are Mm -hmm. so so much easier than i think people understand so you know again like uh we, we we would eat a lot of canned foods my mom would sacrifice meals so i could eat um you know, you know, I've seen a lot of, again, drugs and had friends who've had, you know, I'm, I'm afraid what's going to happen to them. In, mm-hmm. You know, something could happen today, the next day. I don't, I, I, I don't know. You know, that's the, the thing about even that city. It's so unpredictable. You don't know what's going to happen. There's designership everywhere to kind of disguise the sadness and the depression and the fucked upness of it. Um, but again, it's, it's, you know, it's, I feel like, transitioning from London to Los Angeles just gave me an opportunity to be able to put that experience into a project that I think a lot of people can relate to on a, on a real level, the honesty of it. And, um, you know, again, I don't think we shied away from just talking about um, those kinds of things and emotions. Cause for example, like I think having a song called rich kids and just, 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 just the whole message behind that if i had heard that years ago it would have helped me it really mm-hmm. would have helped me because i don't i don't feel like enough people talk about the um the, the darker side of things right because there is such a dark side to the world right and, mm-hmm. and i feel like as artists we have the responsibility almost to to portray that and and not shy away from those darker and and you know harsher realities because if you're always talking about you know the the sunny side of things then it's not the reality it's just not the reality and people will be like is my life supposed to look like this kind of like with social media right mm-hmm. you know is my life supposed to look like this no it's not supposed to look like this it's not real so mm-hmm. um just bringing a reality to the music i feel like has been pivotal for for me at least yeah, I think that's an amazing message that you that you give in these in this song, because if you think about it, like people that are really I don't know, maybe I'm just again, just making up stuff. But I would think that knowing people like thinking of uh, like the rich school or whatever, those I, I grew up in San Diego, like just south of L.A. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen it, the similar paths of people. And you think like, oh, right. I'm my son's in this district with these you know, other people that have money and everything's going to be great. But it's like, those are the kids that have money to access all the other stuff. Like you were talking about in the song, you know what I mean? It's not just one area of town. It's like, if you have, if you have the means and the money, it's, it's, those things are going to fall in line with, with all of that. Yeah. And I feel like it's not necessarily to to bash any money because, right, like, it's like, Yo, shout out to everyone who's made their bread. Like, right, of course. Shout out to everyone who's made their bread. I'm gonna give them their flowers, right? And and, and you know, we were we we don't choose how 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 life is gonna hit us, right? So, mm-hmm. but but at the same time, you know, uh, I think there is you know a different perspective at least um, that hopefully I can bring to this with with this record of people who can relate to to that situation. I feel like just just having something that expresses that side of things is mm-hmm. so important 
the duality, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like there is an excess of, of music or just portrayal of that kind of highlight wheel of life, whether it is the Ferraris and the rich stuff and that kind of illusion of, of this is everyone's reality, right? I just wanted to flip it and give, give my own perspective and mm-hmm. give a perspective that I feel like a lot, the majority of people have. And sure. it, unfortunately, it's not talked about. So, right. so that's all it really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you came to LA from, from London at 15 years old, are you, yeah. I mean, 15 is like when you would uh, t- uh, go to high school, right? Are you going into regular high school with everyone else? No, no. Okay. So I, 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 first of all, I was so bullied in school, period. Let me just start that. I was so bullied in school. Oh, so man. The, changed school four times, four times, you know, had a lot of bullies trying to strangle me, leaves in my pants, oh my a gosh. lot of crazy shit. Um, but you know, at 10 years old um you know thankfully i was taken out of of public school and just started to do homeschooling online okay um and at 15 i graduated high school and i was able to oh wow you know yeah i was able to completely then focus on my career and of course like i'm the kind of person who absolutely adores learning so you know for me like I'm sure I'm, you know, I I did a little Harvard course like a year ago. Like I love learning. Right. So, so Mm school is always there. And, you know, again, I got to graduate so early. So I would be able to, you know, really focus and hone in on this career. Um, But, you know, again, like I, I think it's, it's such a blessing again, that I was able to do that and, and really, you know, again, focus on that, get it done at 15, get that opportunity to do that. Um, and, and, you know, I think, I think, you know, it's not one way for everyone. I think everyone thinks, you know, everyone has to do it this way, or it's it's the private school or it's the public school or it's this or that, but like, really it's such an individual thing and people really underestimate also just bullying. Bullying can be some real tough shit and it takes a Mm -hmm. toll and guess what? Guess what? your whole life you have bullies. It doesn't end in school. That's the fucked up thing that nobody tells you. After you graduate, you get into your workspace or whatever it may be. And the motherfucker's still there in different faces in different forms. There are always gonna be those people who gonna try to tear you down, which again brings me back to this project where, you know, with Wednesday's Child, what we really did is again, it's the whole project and what it represents is that of, you know, uh, Wednesday's child, it really means, you know, it's a, it's from an 18th century poem. Um, you know, every other day of the week was given blessings and good luck and everything. And the only day that, you know, they had that, that went with a negative connotation was, was Wednesday. So, you know, it was told that, you know, you're going to have hardships and bad luck your whole life and really go through it. That's what it represented. I didn't know that, you know, yeah 18th century poems you know what i mean like those those things be crazy but this is a this is a title that's been frowned upon for centuries you know what i mean so we really wanted to take this title and put a spin on it and really what it means again is 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 um you know growing up having those people kind of uh, uh tear you down you know mm-hmm. throughout your life you know the hardships that you're faced with later with whether it's bullying, whether it's the hardships of the industry, whether it's the hardships of your daily life. There's so much we all go through as a collective, as a hu- the human race. 
um, that we can all relate to. And I feel like this whole project kind of has its moments for each kind of subject, whether it's, you know, miserable. I talk about the relationship or lack thereof relationship with my father, you know, and, you know, he tried to kill me a bunch of times. Then he died when I was 13. Oh you know, rich gosh. kids talk about being broke in a city full of rich kids, you know, gangster of love, you know, all these things, table for three that really talks about, um, you know, that relationship with yourself um, mm -hmm. and really, you know, again, romanticizing the relationship with yourself. Cause I feel like that's something that's just not, 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 um, it, it's not prioritized enough. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That relationship with yourself is so special and so spectacular. That's the real person that's going to understand you no matter what. You're going to take yourself to the grave. You both, you were born by yourself and you're going to die by yourself. You better get to know that motherfucker real well. So, you know, it's just prioritizing who you are as a person. And again, this, again, to bring it back to the, the kind of roundness and wholeness of the project, um, I think I think it really embodies every experience I've been through and I think a lot of people go through. Mm -hmm. I mean, to be that vulnerable on this record, was that hard or scary for you to be like, okay, I'm really, I'm willing to talk about these subjects? I think it was, I, I didn't really think about it because for me, I just like, it almost feels like a weight being lifted off my chest when we make okay. music, right? Mm -hmm. So it feels like, it's a, to me, it's like therapy. So putting it into a song, it really gets, it, 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 it allows the emotions to, to really just be put into the music. So for me, it's just very therapeutic and, and you know, it, it can be, it can be tough, like some, some records, like we listened to in the studio and we started crying. Like we were like, damn, cause it's so real. It is really real. And you know, when you perform it, it brings it all back. So, you know, um, I, I, but at the same time, I'm the kind of person who's such an, I'm, I'm a very open person and I, I, I don't like to kind of put on a face, right? So I just yeah, kind of gathered like, that from I, here. <laughs> right? Except makeup, I'll, I'll do that shit. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but I'll expose myself like I'm a very real and honest person so uh, I, at the end of the day you know what am, whatever emotion I can put into the music what, whatever rawness I can put into the music I just hope at the end of the day someone else listens to it and goes damn I feel that way and I'm glad that I'm not alone in it mm -hmm. when yeah. did you when did you start the project was this something that kind of started when like lockdown happened or did it start mm -hmm. after that or before that uh, no, I think, it was, I think lockdown was pivotal for it. Cause I think, we, again, like I really had to think of myself as a person, what I wanted to say. Cause I mean, there comes a, like a, cro like a crossroads in this industry where you're like, you, you can either kind of follow the, you know, what everyone else is doing. Right. You can either do that or really try to create your own path. And by the way, neither is wrong. I, I don't think anything's wrong. I don't think there's a wrong way to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, again, I mean, who am I to fucking judge seriously? So, so seriously, you know? So again, like for me, I had to decide just period what I wanted to say as an artist, what I wanted to, uh, not even as an artist, as a person, what do I want to connect with other people on? What do I want to say? Um, so it, it kind of started with me asking those questions and then, the project itself took maybe, a, honestly, in total, a few days to, to write the whole thing with, with, wow. with everybody. Like, like it, it, it really came very fucking quick. Like, mm -hmm. the, you know, we do like two, three songs a day. It was just 
flowing like oh, you know because wow. we would we would what what would happen is i would have like we'd all have like a really long fucking discussion would take longer than making the song you know so mm-hmm. i'd be like you know talking about again i had said there's no songs about being broken city full of rich kids and i'm just like mad about it you know let's fucking write some shit you know or with miserable and all these things so you know it came so quickly um, and then, you know, my, my incredible mom, 17 times platinum, shout out to her. She vocal produced the record. So, you know, she did, she worked went, on the record with you. That's cool. You answered my question before I had a chance to ask it. I like that. Yay! <laughs> yeah. And she, she co-wrote on the record as well. So again, like just having also having a partner in crime that really knows the industry already. And, you know, she inspires me every day and really, again, encourages me to just be who I am and the reason why I'm so open and so, you know, um, really feel like I'm allowed to be vulnerable is because Mm -hmm. of her. And I feel like that's the biggest thing in this society today, to feel like you're allowed to be vulnerable, to be allowed to express yourself in, in, in your truest form and your rawest form of expression. So, you know, shout out to, to, again, some parents out there, but, um, Again, uh, the project came very quickly, very, very yeah. quickly. And that's that's amazing. You were able to work work with your mom on it, and even she ha- helped co-write some of the songs. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, super sick. And that's I think what makes it even more real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. having especially that with the subject matter that you're talking about too. I mean, she was there yeah. as well. Yeah, we dug in. So I had a show to cry on, and those, you know, <laughs> we both were crying at one point. I'm like, damn, like, woo, we going through it, girl. Yeah. But yeah. Sure, it's therapeutic for her as well. Yeah, big time, big time, big mm-hmm. time moment. Well, I appreciate your time. This has been so awesome, Ayanna. I again, thank you so much. I'm real quick question thank on the record because it's obviously called Wednesday's Child Side A. I'm gonna ask this generic dumb question. There's probably a side B. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, you're the first one who said that. Yes, there, there literally is a side B. Oh, I of am. Course, wow. Of course, of course. particular question of, of there's going to be a side B, but 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 yes there will be a side b and and it all leads up to a full-length album so this whole thing has stayed it's such, such a storytelling project so you know i think we're really taking it in some really dope ways even visually that i'm excited about and and you know it, I'm, I'm just excited to continue this 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 story and this chapter in 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 my musical journey I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for doing this. I have one more quick question real quick. I want to know, although you've been dropping this amazing knowledge throughout the whole thing, I'm curious if you have any advice for an uh, aspiring artist. Hmm. I I think the biggest thing for artists is just to really shut the door on, on, you know, people's opinions on, on what's going on, you know, whether it's the charts or like think, Oh my God, I got to do the top 40 thing or anything like that. I think it's, it's, it's very important just as an artist to kind of cancel out the world, block everything and and really sit down and again, explore. There's no wrong way to do it. Right. There is Mm -hmm. no wrong way. There is no rule book. So just sit down, do sessions, do what you need to do. And, and, and don't be afraid to truly express your honesty and your perspective on things. And it doesn't have to be what everyone else is saying. You know, that's the whole point. Like set a trend, do something that's really 
um, um, curated and, and, and very much, you know, uh, specifically you, who you are. And if I think that's the biggest thing as a, as a society, all of us add to it just by being ourselves. So if you can be yourself, and again, you know, I think a lot of musicians get it twisted of the fact that you have to be in the music industry, in the industry part of it. Mm-hmm. You can just make music if you want to, right? You don't have to be in that whole system or a game or whatever you want to call it. You don't have to. But if you do choose to, just just really just hone in on who you are, make sure no one, you know, destroys your foundation and just keep strong with it. And and that that's all I really have to say on that. Just 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 know you're not alone. I know us artists, we, we be going through shit all the time. We got a lot to say. We got a lot that's been, you know, uh, 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 it's very, it's a very hard world. It's a hard, hard world. And, you know, being an artist these days, we feel like everything's dependent on an on a, on a algorithm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, it can be hard at times, right? But just, just staying strong and staying united. And again, being honest with your work, I think is the biggest thing I can, I can, um, I can say. 